Hey, hey, welcome. That's right. In the house of Ken and Jared, your home improvement questions are answered here. Hi, my name is Jared Mellick. Sitting next to me is my father, Ken. Well, good morning, everyone, and thanks for tuning in here in Jacksonville area. We totally appreciate it. Jared and I are here uh, every Saturday morning to answer your home improvement questions. So if you got projects that you're wondering about, how do I do those or I need a little bit of advice, we're here for you. So please give us a call. And that's right. The number to dial is 340-1045, 340-1045. Also, if a little bit shy, don't like the uh, sound of your voice, on the radio, uh, you can actually uh, tech, uh, you can email us a question. Just do that through our website, uh, universalroofjacks.com. And again, it's questions at universalroofjacks.com. That is uh, a great way to get us to answer a question. And also, if you have a, a photo of uh, whatever project or question, you can uh, email it to us uh, through there as well, questions at universalroofjacks.com. Uh, but uh, most of us uh, are going to just call with your home improvement questions. It's the best part of this show. Let's face it, it's not us. Uh, it is you, our great listener, uh, and uh, 104.5 WOKV. We definitely have the best listeners here, that's for sure. 340-1045. All right, so uh, lots of stuff on our talk agenda to get to today. Um, uh, if uh, uh, we've got some projects that we're working on, some some other things that we're doing in the community, some awards, and then of course uh, your home improvement uh, talk. So, you know, Ken, uh, Father's Day is yes. uh, was last week, and it was a it was a, <laughs> in general Father's Day is just a. A, a great day to spend time with family and relax to, and to relax yeah. and to honor your dad, which, you know, you're my dad. And yeah. then, you know, for the kids to wait on you as we, um, us dads and to just spend time with our, with our kids and our parents. And, um, Let's see, what happened last Father's Day? Yeah, last Sunday. So uh, here it is, Father's Day, and we're going to get together for lunch. Uh, and all of uh, as, a, as a dad, I have six children, 19 grandchildren, and three girls, three boys uh, are my children, and Jared is my oldest son. And so anyway, we're going to all meet, and we're going to have lunch together around noon. And I thought, you know what? I just bought this five-acre piece of property, and it's got a lot of trees on it. I bought a new chainsaw, and I just wanted to get the property cleaned up a little bit. I said, hey, you know, i got a couple hours. I'm going to run up to the property and and do some clearing, and uh, and then I've got some labor guys that are going to help me during the week. And I'll, that way I can cut the trees down that I want down right. and make space. So I go up there and start working. I I grabbed the saw, I grabbed safety equipment, a helmet and some goggles and that. And I had bought these safety pants that are uh, to protect you in case the, the blade hits you. But it's so hot outside. I'm wearing shorts. I have them in my hand. I said, you know what? I'm only going to cut a couple trees. I'll set them down. Bad mistake. So I start cutting trees, doing well. My daughter texts me and she's saying, hey, we're going to meet. And I said, well, I got about 10 more minutes. I can do, uh, you know, this one more tree thing. So I go over, I cut this branch coming out of the bottom. That's about 12, 12 inches in diameter, 
20 feet tall and I cut it and uh, it only comes a little bit and it gets caught in the other limbs. So I decide, well, I'm just going to undercut it from the underneath side. This limb probably weighs five to 800 pounds, and as I'm undercutting it, it gives way, and it's crashing down. I jump back uh, behind this other tree, and the saw is kind of caught, the chainsaw, and it still uh, catches me right about my knee and just rips open the the uh, skin around my knee. Fortunately, I look down and I don't see that it's in the bone and all of that. Well, but, you can't tell that that fast. I don't know. Maybe you can. Yeah, but. I could tell. And and so I'm thinking, wow, what am I going to do? Because uh, I'm bleeding, but fortunately, it isn't in the bone. It hasn't cut tendons that I don't think. Uh, and and so I put the equipment away, and my daughter. Uh, Jade, my youngest daughter, lives right down the street, and I thought, well, I can make drive myself to the hospital, or I can go down to her house, and I thought, you know what, I don't want to pass out uh, going down the road, so I better go to her house. Yeah, I mean, anytime chainsaw and leg connect... <laughs> It's it's usually doesn't end well. Yeah. yeah. So I spent the next three days in the hospital. Uh, they operated on it. Uh, and fortunately, I didn't cut any tendons, just some muscle right around my kneecap. They sewed it all up, did surgery. Uh, and I'm really fortunate, very blessed that. Uh, and I, the thing is, I've cut. I, I was born and raised in Seattle. I've cut and logged. Uh, a lot of trees in my lifetime, but first accident, but it, you never know. And, I, and I, I'll never do it again without safety equipment. That's for sure. Now Learn you're saying life. you'll never use a chainsaw again or no. you'll never. I, I'm going to use a chainsaw 100 yeah. percent, but I'm not going to do it without safety pants on. So the lesson of the day, if you're using a chainsaw. Wear safety is, equipment. Okay, that. And, and. <laughs> Be sure you can cut the trees, you can cut the logs, just don't cut your limbs. Yeah. Right? Is that is that the That's the, it. In fact my kids put on uh on uh what do you call that? Uh, it was a group text a with group every with yeah, the about, group. Hey, chainsaw for sale, slightly used. Uh and they had a photo of one covered in blood and yeah. <laughs> there was uh, a, a, there's some sort of uh Jason um uh Jason night uh you know chainsaw uh massacre uh joke in there as well. But um but yeah, I mean safety is key when yeah. doing any home improvement project, especially well, when working uh I mean and honestly, I mean we we joke around it a little bit, but but really um uh you know chainsaws and flesh <laughs> don't go together. So this this ended about as well as, as Yeah, as it, it, it really yeah. did. And in yeah. fact in talking to the surgeons and the doctors that that looked at me that uh talking about how blessed I was and the accidents that they've seen and how horrific they can be oh, for yeah. people and and that quick i mean uh it it cut me three cuts and they're each a quarter inch wide by three inches long can mangle your your body pretty quick and then you can get into tendons and arteries and and significant problems so i'm, I'm very blessed and thank the Doc, yeah, doctors, the doctors and too, and, and all of all yeah. of them for their yeah. for their help. For sure, they do a they do a great job. So. And all the prayers too. There was yeah. a, a a lot of prayers on my behalf, and and thank you for those prayers. I appreciate it. So, um, 
Happy Father's Day. Well, <laughs> you, you, yeah. you still have your legs, so that's I good. I still have leg, and uh, I'm healing well and doing very well. All right, Thanks. so if, if you have a home improvement question, 340-1045 is the number to dial. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, let's talk to Bruce in Jack's Beach. Good How you morning. doing today, Bruce? Good morning, Good morning, Bruce. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, buddy. That was a clever joke. Don't don't cut your own limbs. The tree limbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I live in a small place that has less than 500 square feet, and I've been going to the laundromat forever, so I finally put a washing machine in, but there was only one place to put it near the drain. I'm on the second floor, so... Just coincidentally, when I had some plumbers, attack, you know, put in the washer hookup and cut into the drain so that it could drain properly, the uh, the washer. And, you know, they didn't wear glasses when they were cutting into that pipe. And I thought to myself, that is really foolish. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. But So anyway, the, the, here's my problem. I need to meet, move my sink like two feet to the left because I had to rearrange everything in my kitchen. I need to do that, and I, I called the plumber back and worked on the washing machine, but I, I guess he's right. How can I do that myself? Is, is that PVC pipe, is it? Can you just unscrew it, or is it, like, glued together permanently, or what do I need to do? Well, even if it's glued together, you can cut it and then and and put a coupler to, to move it over two feet. And, and as long as uh, you have a minimum of an eighth of an inch per foot slope in that it's going to work fine an inch to one quarter of an inch of drop per foot it's going to work fine in moving it you shouldn't have any issue whatsoever yeah and and if it is pvc pvc is a is a pretty um repairable and modifiable type of piping and um you know all the home improvement stores have you know the correct glues they have the correct cleaners they have the right couplers and and connection pieces uh to be able to slide it over to uh, a couple feet um uh both on the now there's the drain side um and then there's also the supply side so uh so obviously when working on the supply side you always want to make sure that you turn the water off before you do any work so that that way when you cut into it you don't have water spraying all over all over the place so make sure that you um uh, that you turn any water off and actually if if you um uh, if you YouTube uh, how to um, uh, how to repair PVC pipe, there's actually a number of good uh, in, um, instruction videos on how to properly do it. Uh, you want to okay. make sure. You want to make sure that you good use a good uh, good adhesive. You want to make sure that you have a, a nice clean cut. And then when you cut PVC, there's going to be little um, uh, little jagged pieces that are going to be left around that. You want to make sure that you clean those off so that it doesn't get in the adhesive because that can kind of uh, restrict the um, the glue from sticking. So you want to make sure you clean any of those little pieces of the PVC off before gluing it. And um, uh, but otherwise, it's a it's not too difficult uh, of a repair. Jared brought up a good thing, too. In moving the sink, you're not only going to have the PVC for the drain line, but you're also going to have supplied lines that need to be longer in order to meet where you're moving it to. Second thing that I would do is, is uh, Bruce, I would take some pictures of what's going on there. And usually the 
So, so you know, they're going to be able to help you. They got usually people sure. that know pretty good stuff. And at the home improvement, home store. improvement store, yeah, take the yeah. take the photos in of everything to the home improvement store when you buy the material, and and they'll the the guys there are usually pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah, a good cool. do it yourself project. Pardon me. That's a really good do-it-yourself project, I think. Yeah, I think I can save a couple hundred bucks. I've done, you know, a lot of things. I don't want to bore the listeners. But one last thing. Okay, because I had to cut through the um, countertop. Now, where the countertop is perpendicular to the wall with the splashback, you know, also affixed to the wall, you know, I've got it all ripped out except for the last, you know, couple inches that uh, go along the perimeter. Now, I don't want to damage the the materials behind that. How do I separate those? Sure. And we're talking about what is it uh, what type of countertop is it? Uh it's made out of wood. I, I don't some kind of compound wood. Okay. So usually there's an adhesive that would adhere it to the um uh, to the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um so yeah, it's it's better to cut that adhesive than it is to just tear it off. So a lot of times what we'll do is we'll just take a um like a hacksaw blade or a sawzall. a sawzall blade uh and and go down and press it down between where the countertop and the wall connects and then that kind of breaks the the seal without tearing apart the actual drywall so you want to get down in there with something and actually c- cut the adhesive as opposed to pull it off okay yeah because i'm thinking if i pull it off it's going to destroy the stuff behind it but here's my last question so <laughs> because of its uh you know width yeah it can't get it flush to the wall right so are you just talking about just take the blade itself and use my hand? Yeah, well, or what you can – yes. Um, I'm saying that – because that is the issue that you usually find. You don't want to destroy anything. And so you can use either a hacksaw blade or you can use a sawzall, sawzall blade. A something, long one that will bend. Yeah, a long one that will bend so that that way you can actually get it in there. The, the adhesive usually is not um, – is, is not – that difficult to remove. In other words, if you're trying to cut the wood, then of course you've got to use the actual sawzall or the actual hacksaw. Uh, but uh, but when you're just trying to remove the adhesive, you're really just trying to cut into a very soft material. So uh, you don't need as much leverage to be able to do that. Thanks, okay. Bruce, for that uh, for that question. I'll, we do I'll appreciate. I'll send you all some pictures. Thank you. Sounds Thank good. you, Bruce. Thanks, good luck. Man. All right, we need to take a break. When we come back, more home improvement talk. Mark in Arlington has a roof warranty question, plus a line open for you, 340-1045. You're listening to In the House on News 104.5 WOKV. Hey, hey, welcome back. In the House with Ken and Jared. Your home improvement questions are answered here. Uh, Ken and I own a business. It's called Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, throughout the week, we help people with their roofing, siding, and window needs. And then every weekend, we come in and answer your home improvement questions. So you can call about roofing, siding, or windows. That's okay. Uh, but also, uh, uh, Ken and I have been uh, uh, contractors for a long time, uh, including general contractors. And so 
whether it's a, uh, a window question, electrical, plumbing, a kitchen question, really anything having to do with home improvement. Maybe you're thinking about doing a remodel or an addition. You want to know what pays off. Maybe the, you want to figure out if, uh, if a wall is a load-bearing wall, we can help you with that. Uh, maybe you're thinking about replacing some uh, floor tile and you want to know what type to use or whether or not to go over the top. Uh, really anything having to do with home improvement. Number to dial 340-1045, 340-1045, or you can email us a question at questions at universalroofjacks.com and then we can also teach you what not to do with a chainsaw so any <laughs> questions about that uh, you can uh, you can give us a call we have you know we have oh, to yeah. we have to joke about it that's we're it's such a blessing that uh, nothing really happened yeah nothing major for serious sure. yeah all right let's go back to the phones let's talk to mark in arlington Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you gentlemen today? We're Wonderful. doing fantastic. Thanks for I have your a question call. about a roof warranty. About five years ago, I had a licensed and insured contractor install some architectural algae-resistant shingles on my roof. And as far as I can tell, the shingles themselves are in, in good condition. What's not working so well for me, and it's a a light-colored roof. I'd, I'd purchased something that had earned me a, a, a tax energy rebate, so it was a lighter-colored roof. There's yeah. a lot of streaking. There's a lot of algae, and mm-hmm. um, as a result, I, I um, contacted the uh, shingle manufacturer and asked them about it, and they sent me out a file for a claim. But honestly, the claim was about five pages long, involved yeah. taking multiple pictures, involved actually removing shingles from the roof, yeah. nailing them to them. And I guess my real question to you guys is, is it does it make sense for me to pursue this, this um, warranty, or is it just easier for me to pay somebody to uh, wash my shingles at this point? Sure. Um, what manufacturer is it? Certainteed. Okay, so um, uh, so understand that uh, that when it comes to fungus and algae resistance, there's no such thing as fungus and algae proof. And so basically, what they do is they put a certain percentage of the of the granules that are in the shingle. They make a a copper uh, a ceramic coated copper granule is what they do, and then that copper leaches out and that kills the fungus or algae. And so most of the manufacturers will either give a five-year warranty on algae resistance, a 10-year algae resistance warranty, or sometimes a 15. Uh, CertainTeed specifically gives a 10-year algae resistant warranty. Now, if you give us a call, we might be able to contact CertainTeed and have them uh, allow you to put the warranty in without removing the shingles. I definitely would not remove the shingles in just for the the uh, warranty specifically for the algae resistance because I think you're creating more of a problem by removing right. them than you are in just cleaning the roof. Uh, right. But we have a pretty good relationship with Certainty, so I've been successful in the past in getting them to accept the warranty claim as long as you have original purchase receipts. Um, sure do. Yep. So give us a call during the office we can during the week um, we can help you with that 647-3907 is the number to dial. All right, thanks Mark. Thanks Mark. We're going to take a quick quick break come right back more home improvement talk. 
Hey, hey, welcome back. That's right. In the house with Ken and Jared, your home improvement questions are answered here. 340-1045. What kind of questions can you call in with? Pretty much anything having to do with home improvement. Uh, throughout the week, we help people with their roofing, siding, and window needs at Universal Roof and Contracting. But we're general contractors, so we actually uh, can answer questions about remodels, additions, um, uh, kitchens, baths, uh, really anything having to do with home improvement uh, is okay with us. If you're thinking about doing some flooring projects, if you're um, wanting to do some uh, exterior renovations, uh, really anything having to do with home improvement, you can give us a call. Uh, numbers 340 uh, You can also email us a question through our website. Uh, questions at universalroofjacks.com and uh, also our website for the uh, for the radio show get a chance check it out it's in the house show.com uh, our poll question for today uh, is what is your favorite part of uh, of our new website so uh, check that out uh, today on our website in the house show.com also uh, you can uh, listen to past shows on the website and also um, uh, all kinds of great topics. In fact, if you have a, a question, uh, you can actually search uh, all of uh, um, uh, all of our old questions by uh, uh, by keyword, and um, and actually maybe even answer your question through our website. So, uh, if you get a chance. It's in the house show dot com. Hey, as I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm thinking about how you know how can we help. Uh, you out there, the listener, as as a client, you know, uh, here we are in the middle of uh, hurricane season, and uh, think about maintenance on your roof. If if you haven't had your roof looked at in a in a period of time, uh, we'd love to do that for you, and we don't charge. We'd be glad for you to give us a call and and have one of our people come out uh, and do an inspection on your roof. See if you are prepared if a if a hurricane or high winds or any kind of storm comes in, what kind of shape your roof's in. So if you if your roof is five years or old or older, you really need to have it looked at, uh, and uh, because there can be a small issue. That can take uh, just a minor repair and and keep you from having water damage on the inside of your home, mold, mildew, all of all of those kind of things. Or if a storm does come uh, two weeks from now or two months from now, uh, and at least you had it inspected. You know the condition of it going into it. Sometimes you can do. Uh, a minor repair will keep you from having serious damage uh, in the near future. And uh, Jared and I uh, would be more than happy to send one of our uh, people to your home to take a look at it. And we do that at no charge. Just to give you an update, what's going on with your roof and what kind of condition it's in. Yep, the number is 647-3907. Again, 647-3907 is our office number. Uh, and there are uh, people at the office now uh, answering calls and setting up appointments. All right, let's go to Al on the west side. Al, you're in the house. How can we help you? Hey, Al. Hey, um, I just had my uh, a roof installed on my house, and I okay. had some questions about the installation. Sure. Um, it's Owens Corning uh, shingles, uh, architectural shingles, mm -hmm. and uh, they use the Owens Corning uh, ridge vents mm -hmm. on it. And they said that in the instructions to, um, you know, caulk.
between the plastic ridge vent and the uh, and the shingles because there ends up being gaps between the shingle and the ridge vent. Um, so it, there's possibility, you know, in, in high winds, you know, water could be blown up into the wind into the ridge vent. Mm-hmm. And the roofer and the uh, uh, Jacksonville inspector, you know, they they really just didn't see that as a problem. But um, I, I can certainly see where, you know, if there's if there's high winds, you know, water could definitely be blown up into that area. Should, what what you know? Do you recommend I call the manufacturer and have them come out and look at it, or? Yeah, I mean, if in general we should all always follow manufacturer installation requirements, whatever those installation requirements are. So, um, you know, whatever whatever they are. So, uh, I'm actually looking at the installation requirements for the um, for Corning. the Owens Corning vent uh, right now. So it does cu- talk about cutting the opening uh, properly, fastening it. Um, but I I actually do not see. In the installation instructions, well, which one do you have? Do you have the roll one or do you have the four-foot section one? Uh, the four-foot section one. Yeah. So, um, so I'm looking at the installation instructions right now, and it does not say anything about sealing that transition. Okay. Yeah. It was it was on the box. Hmm. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I, I don't have the instructions right in front of me, but it was on the box. Yeah, so because it's not. That. It's not typical. We we install uh, you know shingle over ridge vents all the time, and mm-hmm. most of the time there is not a um, uh, there is not a sealant that goes at the transition of the uh, the ridge vent and the um, uh, and the roof itself. So usually there is in most of the manufacturers uh, there is there is not a sealant that goes there. So it would be it would be strange that there is so um typically uh the width of that the the opening that's cut for the vent itself is usually one and three quarters on each side of the peak uh snap a line cut a, a an opening for that and then it's a 12 inch wide vent six inches of that on each side which would mean that you would have four inches uh of Usually a solid plastic under on the underneath side, uh, hooking on to the shingle and then nailed. So there typically is not a reason to put it. And uh, I also uh, agree with Jared that most of the time it's not going to be needed. What what it does matter though is the pitch of your roof. If the pitch of the roof is a a lower pitch uh, of maybe uh, 312, 2 to 312, then you may want it on there uh, as a sealant to glue it down. But that's what it would do. It would glue it and, and seal that uh, between it. What pitch do you have on your uh, roof, four, Al? 412. Four yeah. Yeah. So, but in but in general, if um, if I'm incorrect, like let's say, because I'm the installation instructions that I'm looking at, I'm looking at one of because Owens Corning has a couple different um, uh, types of, of ventilation. I'm looking at the installation instructions right now of one of them, and I don't see that that is a guideline. However, if the vent that was installed at your property, if that is part of the installation instructions, then the the uh, installer needs to follow the instructions. Yep. I mean, that's that is the way that the manufacturer recommends installing it. So, um, so do you still have the the box 
or do you have the name of the the actual event? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I do. I, I believe I do. I kept that. Or I have, I have pictures of it also. Sure. Um, okay. The, I like uh, the idea that you had, Al, about getting a hold of the manufacturer. Uh, that way you're knowing exactly from the manufacturer whether they're going to warranty it because that's the issue. Yep. The issue is if in high winds water gets in, it should be a covered by the warranty if it's installed according to the manufacturer's specs. So I would have the manufacturer, I thought it was a good suggestion that you had, have them out and see if it is according to their manufacturer's specs. And if yeah, you would... I wish the, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you, I wish the, um, you know, what they probably should do, you know, because of the way the, the architectural shingles are made, that last run at the very top, they should probably just use three tab, and then that way it'll it'll lay down smoothly along the 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 house, and you know there won't be the the big gap at you know certain intervals along there. And yeah, it would, we, you know it would. We usually find simple. we usually find with the ridge vents that it's a non-issue, and the reason is is because the the actual vent uh, width is twelve inches. The actual uh, opening is an inch and a half so you have like four and a half inches five inches on each side before the water actually gets up so it, the water would have to travel theoretically five inches uphill okay. in order to get in so so i can tell you that the large majority of shingle over ridge vents it is not part of the installation instructions to seal where it transitions to the shingles mm -hmm. uh, uh, and so i think it's realistically a, a non-issue from a waterproofing standpoint okay. but um, but if you wouldn't mind sending me that photo now, I, now you have me curious, and I and I if if you if you don't let me solve this problem, then I'm gonna I'm gonna lose sleep over it, and my, my wife right. will be upset because I'll be up at night thinking about it. And so if you could send me that photo of the sure. um, of the specific vent and the installation instructions, okay. then I would love to uh, I'd love to look at it a little bit further. Okay. And my my email address is questions. Uh, and it's plural questions at universalroofjacks.com uh, or also my my personal one too is just jared j a r e d at universalroofjacks.com they both go to me so uh, either r r e i d or e d uh, no, that is one way to spell Jared, but that would be the wrong way uh, it's 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 j a r e d so J A R E D Jared at UniversalRoofJacks.com. Do you guys have time for one more question? Uh, sure. Yeah. Do we have time before the break? Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Now they put one of those nice, you know, big like question mark looking um, vents on there for my dryer. Comes out of the yes. roof. It's called a gooseneck. Gooseneck. Yeah. Gooseneck. Yeah. Well, the hose. There was no the hose like the old one I, that I put in there. You know, it had a flange that the hose would connect to, mm -hmm. so that way it was sealed to that ridge, sealed to that vent, to that gooseneck. Right. Well, th these gentlemen, they just you know put the gooseneck on there, and the hose is just sitting in the hole. There's no flange. I went to you know the, the, some of the roofing suppliers, and you know they don't sell any sort of flange. Correct. And or anything like that. So, um, my question is, do I need to have you know that hose sealed in that hole so that the majority of that hot, humid air goes out out into the atmosphere? 
Yeah, and is this for an exhaust fan or is it for the dryer? Uh, dryer vent. For the dryer. Okay. So a couple things with that. One is, is you want to make sure that they used a version that does not have a screen on it. So if you go up on the roof and, and kind of go on the underside of that um, that gooseneck where it where the air actually exhausts, put your hand there to make sure that there's not a screen. And if there is, then you can actually kind of unclip the sides a little bit to pull that screen out. Usually they're detachable. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so you want to make sure there's not a screen there is the first thing. And then secondly, to to answer your question, yes, the the tighter that it is inside the attic to the actual vent, the better. So the application method that we typically find to seal, to, you know, to have that transition as good as possible mm-hmm. is if you just get the metal duct tape um, and uh, and actually tape it on the inside to the underside of that uh, of that gooseneck, uh, then that's usually the best method. Uh, the way that goosenecks are made today, because most of them do not have uh, that flange on the inside. So, okay. um, right. so metal duct tape is is the best is the best ver- way to to handle that. Okay, wonderful. Thank you guys for your for your time and you uh, answering my questions. Thank you. No problem. I'll Thanks for that email. All right, yeah, please do. Yeah, Th- please. Thank you, buddy. And, and next time, just use universal roof and contracting, and then all yeah. those issues are are, are gone, are, are gone, yeah. on issues. So, yeah. uh, if uh, if you want to use universal roof and contracting, uh, our office number six four seven thirty nine zero seven. Again, six four seven thirty nine zero seven. If you want to call with your home improvement questions, number is three four zero one zero four five. You're listening to in the house. Be right back. Hey, hey, welcome back. Final segment this week's In the House with Ken and Jared. Thanks for joining us today. We do appreciate it. Every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m., we appreciate that you have joined us for the show. We own a business, Universal Roof and Contracting. Throughout the week, we help people with uh, their roofing, siding, and window needs. And every weekend, we come in and answer your home improvement questions. Let's go straight back to the phones. Let's talk to Charles in Arlington. How you doing today, bud? Yeah, how you doing? I Good. A quick Great. question. Um, I got a couple of exhaust fans, bathroom exhaust fans, and they're vented. They're vented just in the attic. Do they need to go through the roof? Yes. They yeah. Do. So they need. Yeah, they need to be exhausted outside of the attic. Uh, sometimes you can exhaust those uh, through soffits, or sometimes you can exhaust those through exterior walls. Uh, and then the most common area is through the roof. But it definitely needs to be exhausted. Uh, not just into the attic, um, it does need to be exhausted out. Okay. Yeah, mine are just, like, tacked up to the um, rafter or whatever, just, and it's just blowing through the pipe, you know, out there. I'm just wondering, okay. Yeah, right, so man, it's... I might give you guys, do you, you guys do that kind of work, or? We do, yeah, yeah. If you just call the office, uh, 647-3907, and, and as long as the, the um, we definitely recommend that you hire a professional to do it. I mean, you, in order to do it, you have to put a hole in the roof, and um, you know it, we're going to do it better typically than you know just general people are. Um, the uh, as long as the roof is flexible and pliable, uh, then you can separate it one piece from another, and uh, and it can be done well and be done at any time. Uh, if the roof is old and brittle, then then and the shingles, let's say, won't separate from each other, then that would that would make it difficult. And in that case, I would recommend waiting until uh, until the time that the roof is replaced. But either way, I would at least um, do a 
an extension to that where it gets closer to a vent. So, for example, let's say that you have an off-ridge vent or a ridge vent on the roof. I would extend that ductwork up to where that opening is so that that way it's as close as possible until the point that you actually replace the roof. But if Uh, the the roof... The roof's pretty... The roof's not that old, and and I got some... And I got a bundle of shingles that were left over, so... Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. I'll give you a call. Thank you. All right, thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Um, and especially if it is a if it is a dryer vent, um, if it's a dryer vent, then all of that lint is being exhausted just into the attic, and so uh, and also all the heat and humidity is also being exhausted into the attic. Now, uh, attics have ventilation systems. They they have areas where uh, most of them are, the, are not sealed. They have areas where the the hot air and moisture can escape out of the ventilation system, but you don't want to add additional moist heat and moisture to the attic yeah um, what it's going to do is add to the uh, expense to air condition your home when you you're putting hot air and moisture into the attic uh, and it's not getting out of there in fact most roofs that we see Jared are truly underventilated uh, uh, builders uh, are looking to uh, get a get a home correct but not necessarily what's going to save you the most energy. Uh, they'll put in a, a ventilation system that uh, off ridge vents typically that are, you know, $35 a vent, and they'll put in two, three, four of those for the whole house. Uh, and they need typically four times that amount of ventilation, but to buy shingle over. shingle over ridge vent or another type of ventilation that's going to give you four or five times more vent it costs a lot more money uh so and and i also think that they just don't necessarily understand ventilation correctly there's a there's a there's an art to it and, and you can meet the code requirements for ventilation by just having some vents but that doesn't mean that the hot air really is going to escape properly um, and so it, it's just not a, a process that I think that a lot of contractors understand we study it and yeah. so um, you know and we've t- taken a tremendous amount of courses on it we train all of our people on it so that our guys understand the ventilation process and it's not as simple as saying I have some vents up there we actually have to do calculations you do calculations of the of the attic floor area and then the height and and how much intake there is and that tells you how much exhaust there is so it's a whole process that and we have to go through the style of the roof whether it's a gable or a hip or you know that varies on what type of ventilation you should use on your home yeah, so uh, if if you are concerned about your ventilation or if you're concerned about your roof, maybe you're thinking about doing a siding project, maybe your windows are just not as good as they as they need to be, uh, we would be honored to be a part of your next home improvement project. Our company, Universal Roof and Contracting, you can give us a call, 647-3907. Of course, area code 904-647-3907, or visit our website, universalroofjacks.com. We're taking a break. No, we're out. We're out. It's the end of the show. It's so fast. I know. It's quick. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and God bless. Take care. See you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger, for the ones who get it done.